The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome back to Gilmore to Say with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. We are so excited to start this episode out with an event that we were teasing on last week's episode about what we will be doing to celebrate Galentine's Day this year. I know. I know a lot of you really loved our episode from last year, A Gilmore Galentine, because we tried to kind of make it the vibe that like you and me and Tara were all at a sleepover together, Mm -hmm. just hanging out, talking about our favorite show. So this year we decided to do that for real with a digital slumber party. Yes, we are so excited. This event is going to be streamed by Moment. It's going to be happening in real time. Haley and I are going to be together in person I know for the second time ever (laughs) I know I know I'm so excited we're gonna have really fun Gilmore themed snacks we're gonna have some Gilmore themed drinks the Tara and the Haley that are being designed by Larissa from Eating Gilmore that you can also make at home they're gonna be both mocktails and cocktails so a little option for everybody wholesome or spicy whatever's happening for you (laughs) exactly we're gonna be wearing pajamas we're gonna be playing really fun games a lot of the finer details are gonna be rolling out on our Instagram so be sure to follow us at instagram.com slash Gilmore to say podcast. We're also going to be asking you guys what you'd like to do at our digital slumber yeah. party together. So if you want some input again, that's instagram.com slash Gilmore to say podcast. And of course, we're going to be having an after party, which is going to be exclusive to our Patreon members. So if you want to join us for some fun and some prizes, mm. go to patreon.com slash Gilmore to say and join our Patreon and you will be able to join the after party for free. And to purchase tickets to our moment event, visit moment.co slash Gilmore to say. Our early bird special is only $7.50 to join, and that's lasting for two days only. So be sure to visit moment.co slash Gilmore to say we cannot wait to see you. I know, you I'm there. so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm a little, I'm a little nervous because it's gonna be live. You I know. know. Live TV, the show business. <laughs> I know. And we're so used to being able to just be like, hey, cut this, cut this, cut this. This is live, I know. uncut. You're gonna get me and Haley and who we really are. <laughs> do we want like to do all this? of the all the giggles that we truly cut? <laughs> truly. Truly. Um, Speaking of giggles, I giggled so hard this morning because my friend Liz, my best friend, she and I watched Gilmore Girls together growing up. And she sent me a screenshot. And I know you're going to love this. She sent me a screenshot of this <laughs> follow request on Instagram from the real Matt Zucre. And she goes, wait, someone sent me that no, too. for real? <laughs> yeah. In the bio, it says, I'm the real Matt Zucre. And she texted me and she was like, listen, I'm so sorry, <laughs> but the real Matt Zucre has called and I have to answer. So it's been nice being friends with you, but I've got friends in yeah. higher places. And I was like, well, it was nice <laughs> while it lasted. <laughs> Who are we to question him? I mean, yeah, he, he said, said, I'm the, the real. real so he's real right hello how could you deny it we can't he said it it's true yeah exactly (laughs) speaking of um because of our episode today i did wear my logan girly sweatshirt yes you did because i'm a a logan girly and so is um you didn't know that no yeah that's why i wear my sweatshirts to remind you Mm -hmm. um but all in honor of our episode today 
Yes, because our episode today, to pay homage to season two of Gilmore Girls, as this is season two of Gilmore to say, our very first topic for season two, a la season two, episode one of Gilmore Girls, Sadie Sadie, is Rory Rory. Yeah. It's Rory Rory Gilmore herself. A hot topic. A hot topic. Hot Hot topic. topic. (laughs) Good. Yep. Glad we're here. We should start a podcast together. I feel like she's she's unnecessarily spicy. No, actually, I take that back. I, I think she's properly spiced yeah. in the discourse. <laughs> she's probably marinated in spice. Yeah. 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 Because I know a lot of people feel a lot of different ways about her. Um, I will admit, I don't think she's a Logan girly. Like, mm. I did wear my sweatshirt in honor today, but it's just because that's what I wish for in my heart. But I don't think she I is. Know. Um, I know. I know. That's a whole other episode on yeah, its own. Truly. I mean, that's the thing is that we knew coming into this that we wanted to deep dive into Rory. We've done a deep dive into her partners, uh, some of them at least. Some of her friendships. Yeah, but we haven't really done too much of a deep dive into her. And there's so much to unpack. So obviously, this won't be the last episode that we talk about Rory Gilmore. but Especially because she's a main character. We can't just be like this one single episode. Yeah, we'll unpack her in one episode and then, you know, leave her be. (laughs) So we're just going to kind of break down what we think are the iterations of Rory and her character. Kind of how we think the, the fandom sees her and why we think that way. Because I think that overall people kind of like look at Rory as like there's Chilton Rory of course of course Yale Rory and then I would say there's kind of like post breakdown Yale Rory like Mm. I don't think that we would necessarily give her her like an entire some more of like an era if you will of like the breakdown period and then there's like post breakdown and then we have revival Rory oh a very Um, different Rory a very different Rory but if you will Exactly the same. <laughs> I know. Yeah. What has changed? <laughs> what has changed in 10 years, Miss Gilmore? Yeah. But I think that most people favor Chilton Rory. Would you find that that is true about yourself? Yes and no. I mean, interestingly, after we talked with Clara last summer yeah. about Rory and like really broke her down, I kind of started to think <laughs> of she it. she didn't break herself down enough. I know, right? <laughs> But I kind of feel like, yes, I favor Chilton Rory because those are my comfort seasons, but I find her to be more interesting in the later seasons. Her story is much more interesting Yeah, after she goes to college and kind of has that separation from her mom. So yes, it's more from a comfort standpoint that I like her in the early seasons. Yeah. I felt more invested in her in the early seasons, but- Like you were rooting for her more? Or maybe not so much that, because I think that the only way that I really ever identified with Rory was through her love interests. Personality-wise, I really always identified with Lorelai. So I don't want to say I didn't care about Rory, but like, (laughs) I guess she just feels more comfortable in those early seasons. But I realized how problematic that was after our conversation with Clara, because to only identify with her and find that comfort in her when she is not quote unquote messing up in the way that she does once she gets to college as we all do so it's hard for me to answer that question because yes but also I find her much more interesting in the later seasons when she's totally unraveling and (laughs) I think I know what your answer is what do you think my answer is wait tell me that you identify like that you are more invested in her like you prefer later seasons Rory I prefer later seasons Rory but I think that I'm more similar to your answer which is that like Chilton Rory is just like a different sort of like 
character. Yeah. That, like, it feels like she is, like, this perfect person, that she's kind of this, like, ideal of, like... Like, I know a lot of people say, like, she's not like other girls she reads, but it's more in the sense that, like, she was not like other girls on TV at the time. Yeah. Like, she just liked her mom, and she liked going to school, and she was very academically minded and, like, loved reading. So it's, like, she kind of shaped me in that way. So, like, in, like, the comfort Rory of Chilton Rory, I, like, see it. Because, like, I don't know, she's just, like, the epitome of, like, studying for school. Mm. You see someone, like make a TikTok or Instagram and they're like in my Rory era and it's just because they're reading a book um so it's like it's very synonymous like children Rory is very synonymous with that sort of like mindset yeah. and goal orientation I guess yeah. um but I do prefer Yale Rory of course I, prefer- I know that those are your comfort seasons that's kind of where you Bang started Rory. the show Oh, Marie with bangs. That was her best hair era. Oh, my God. Yeah. Gorgeous Because I know a lot of people, (laughs) after she gets a haircut, they're like, no more. Yeah. And that's kind of something we're here to talk about today is that, like, there are people who really don't identify with her after a certain point. And I think that changes for everybody in some way as you move through the show. Like, everybody's breaking point with Rory Gilmore can vary is different yeah yeah because it's like like we talked about with clara it's like we have this girl who's like very idealistic because she's like who cares if i'm pretty if i fail my finals Mm. and then it it kind of feels like that shifts from like she's not like the other girls that you were seeing on tv at the time and to she's not like other girls which is like kind of where that yeah yeah but you actually brought up a really valid point that i've never thought about before because she is very comfortable just being friends with her mom and Lane and like eventually Paris, but like having a boyfriend at home, keeping to herself, like she doesn't need to be out there. And I wish that I had felt that comfort and safety in who I was and in the relationships that I had with people to not have to like fearlessly go out and be like, I need people to like me. Like Rory Gilmore didn't really need anybody to like her. Because she was constantly praised. Truly. (laughs) But it's interesting that you bring that up because you're right. Like in that regard, she wasn't like a lot of other girls that we were seeing on TV who were incredibly social and going out and partying. Like you see shows like- Like immediately think of the girls from the OC. That's what I was just about to say. The OC, One Tree Hill. Like Marissa Cooper could never. (laughs) Never. And so you look at the complete contrast of that. And the pendulum swinging, not quite in the complete opposite direction because she still had a social life. She still had this charm of a small town to kind of like carry her through a lack of that version of a social life that you would see in shows like The O.C. or One Tree Hill or anything else that was, you know, on television at the time. But what I love about it is that she very subtly carries that characteristic with her through the first few seasons of the series. And it's not until we start to see her kind of evolve out of that, that I feel a lot of people start to like fall off of her character. Yeah. Cause like the thing that we talked about with Clara, like in terms of like, when did this happen was we talked about how there was that TikTok of like, Rory gives her graduation speech. And then we close the laptop and Gilmore Girls is over because after that it's like terrible and no one can stand Rory Gilmore anymore. And I, don't think that's necessarily true yeah I actually kind of disagree so let's get into it (laughs) to this whole conversation like I think that like I am definitely someone who's in the minority or at least I feel that way Mm. because everyone is very vocal about their distaste for Rory after season three so like 
I think that like the points that like I have of like when this when when she starts to unravel um, from her perfect little image of who Rory Gilmore is and I guess when people start to dislike her mine aren't like quite as like cut and dry as they could be because I don't ever think that like I never fall out of love with her. So, like, I think that maybe someone else who, like, doesn't like her would be able to provide some more, like, I guess, like, passion behind the points than I would. Yeah, for sure. Well, I would say that I always have a soft spot in my heart for her. It's less, like, I love her because, like, if I had to choose between the two – it's Laura. I'm team Lorelai every time. (laughs) The house is on fire. Yeah, if the house is (laughs) on fire, I'm grabbing Lorelai. Lauren Graham is just – thrown over my shoulder but I kind of feel like for me the first really big tipping point is at the end of season four when she sleeps with Dean like I know people like to talk about kind of some of the the things that happen in season two with Jess and they're like she should have been honest and she cheated on Dean and the list goes on and on and on but I don't really think that it starts to get bad or that her choices start to get really muddled and I can't be on board with her logic anymore until the end of season four. Because I think that in season two, you know, not to defend cheating, but I think when she kisses Jess, I think that she had been kind of conditioned by everybody around her. And we have talked about that. And we have talked about this, that like everybody was really encouraging her to be with Dean because he was the safe choice. He was the good guy. He was the small town boy, big small town boy. You know, (laughs) we even said that in a second. (laughs) I know. And Jess was this bad boy. He was stealing things. He was causing all this chaos in town. He crashed her car. And so she felt like it was wrong to have feelings for him. And then they just kind of were like bursting at the seams and ended up coming out in a way that. Definitely was not morally right, but I think that when yeah. you're a teenager oh, and you're growing up, it's great to watch. Oh, it's gorgeous to watch. You know, that's like my favorite scene. Cue me under the covers, portable DVD player. We all know what it is. <laughs> but I think that it is one of those situations where you're figuring yourself out as a teenager. And so I kind of give her a bit of a yeah. free pass on that one. Like that was just kind of like, okay, you've made a mistake. Yeah. But at the end of season four, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know better. <laughs> to that, like, I think it's, like, all, like, encompassing in this, like, one kind of moment. But it's when she calls Dean to come pick her up from her dorm and he shows up and then, yeah. like, Jess shows up as well. Right. It's, like, it's like now you know you're doing something wrong. Like, I know that, like, when she cried with him, like, it's, like, yeah, he's kind of your pal. You guys, you guys became pals in season for a three. Time. Yeah. I get it. Like, you're emotional. There's this, like, emotional connection you have with this person. It kind of comes out. I get it. I'll give you the free pass of that. You called someone else's husband to to come come pick you you. up at night after you've been out drinking. Why didn't you call your mom? Why didn't anyone? Suki. Anyone else. Yeah, but she called Jean. Yeah. And so I think that that's kind of, like, rolls into that because we've never – I don't – I don't know how much we've actually talked about, like, them actually sleeping together because, like, it was very manipulative on Dean's part. Mm-hmm. So, like, I I don't give her the pass of, like, sleeping with someone else's husband. No. But it's more of, like, how that came about, like, is very much, like, it's interesting because, like, the biggest mistake that she made was, like, this, like, very adult decision that, like, a 19-year-old was kind of, like, yeah. almost, like, like, led down the path to. Yeah. And it's, like, 
you're smarter than that. This very, very smart girl should be smarter than that. But, like, kind of shows that, like, no one is in that moment. That, like, you can be as smart as can be. Um, But, yeah, she messed up. She messed up. I think where she loses a lot of people is when she doesn't feel bad about it immediately after. That's what I was about to say. Like, it's not so much the act. Yeah. That's where people are like, are you joking? (laughs) The before I can be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He literally told you it was over. Like, this... This is a little bit more on him than is it on you. Yeah. Like, it's done. When Lorelai starts presenting all the facts afterwards, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, you should have asked all of this. Really but like, I more questions. I get it. Yeah. It's the after of her, like, continuously defending her actions. Yeah. And then, like, almost facing no consequences from it. Yeah. She gets to go to Europe. Mm-hmm. She writes someone's husband a letter. Mm-hmm. The wife finds it. They break up. So the mom kind of yells at her a little bit in the street. She then dates the man, mm-hmm. and then it's kind of like they break up, and then she gets a really hot boyfriend. Yeah. It was kind of all for nothing, question mark? I mean, it was all yeah. for clarity. It was for clarity that they didn't yeah. belong together. But I think if we could even rewind this to season four, when she's pouting, leaning against the tree, watching him get married, that is yeah. also kind of where it chicken starts or beef. a little bit in Chicken or Beef, because it's one of those things where like... You can tell that she isn't jealous, but is possessive. And that's where she kind of loses me, where it's like, all right, you wanted to be his friend in season three after completely breaking his heart, running off with Jess, which we all applaud you for. To her credit, he wanted to be friends. That's true. But she had (laughs) wanted wanted to to be in his life in Let the Games Begin when she goes and climbs up you know, the tree and knocks on his uh, window and she's like, I just hope. And then he closes it on her. <laughs> I know. I hope one day you can forgive me kind of thing. Like I know she wants to be in his life in some capacity because yeah. like, you know. She doesn't want anyone to hate her. No. There's some people who should hate you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And when someone's in your life for a significant amount of time and you see them every day, talk to them every day, you know, losing them entirely just because you're not pursuing a romantic relationship can be really hard to move through. Yeah. Even as an adult, not just as a teenager, but especially when you're a teenager. And so I think that like she wanted to genuinely have a friendship with him. But I think that A, once she started comparing her relationship with Jess to her past relationship with Dean And like kind of questioning that and that comes back around at the end of season four. That's like the impetus for her to be like, he's my Dean because no one else can have him. I need to have him. And it's just that mentality that I think is where people get really lost on her. Yeah. It's not the last time we see it. Yeah. No. And up until then, we hadn't really gotten much of that. We just got like, oh, I have a boyfriend who doesn't necessarily treat me the same way that I was treated before they're very very different people and Lorelai reminds her of that but it's this possessive he's my dean kind of mentality that I think loses me personally yeah well one of the reasons like that particular trait coming out the he's my dean he's Lindsay's dean and it's like he was my dean first and it's like that object permanence like possessiveness yeah is like that's one of the times like we seldom get a look into like Rory's internal world Mm. um like we don't really get a lot of like an explanation of how she's feeling Lorelai she will 
talk all day long about like what's going on inside her head Mm. but we don't get a lot of that dialogue wise from the writers about Rory yeah it's kind of like more of everything that's going on around her I actually you know the Gilmore Girls books um yeah that they're all from Rory's Rory's point of view yeah I thought it was going to be some sense of like we were going to get what's going on inside her head it's not it's literally just like all of Rory's scenes from the show with like Rory being like, I'm at Luke Steiner's now. This is my mother. I am with Dean. And then like the dialogue from the show. So we don't really get any like thought process from her. But I think that that's what's so upsetting about this like season four moment is like here we have how she's actually thinking Mm. out loud. Mm. And it is alarming. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And to that end, I feel like we see this in a lot of other capacities in her life with school, with her friendships, even sometimes with her parents and her grandparents. It's this doe-eyed, I'm just a baby kind of mentality (laughs) that like you don't know any better. And it's like, yeah, you do. You're a very smart person. And, And I'm not even just talking about book smart. I mean, we're talking about like the offspring of Lorelai Gilmore. Yeah. Very intuitive picks up on things like you do know the difference between right and wrong and saying I'm just a baby all the time with your little doe eyes is really unfair because like it just promotes this idea of like but I'm innocent because I'm I'm good I'm Rory I'm sweet little angel on top of the Christmas tree Rory and I think that's what gets people which has really been instilled in her by everyone yes and I think that's also what gets people is this mentality of like I didn't know any better and it's like you did (laughs) you did it's okay you made a mistake but like yeah say that you made a mistake It was like the lack of remorse. And I agree with you on that front, specifically in what I think is like where I would close the laptop on Marie Gilmore, which is the end of season four. Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love a fun beverage. Oh, we do. Both of us think a fun beverage and a chill night is the epitome of a good time, especially when that drink is a recess mood, which is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens. So you can relax without the alcohol. I drink mine every night while reading, of course. Tara, tell everyone how you enjoy yours. Honestly, I usually drink mine while we're recording the podcast. (laughs) It's my favorite way to enjoy a recess. And all of our besties can get 15% off the Recess Mood Sampler Pack at takearecess.com slash GTS. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. But my personal favorite is the grapefruit tangerine. And with only 20 calories and no added sugar, it's the perfect way to chill. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash GTS and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tacovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you, but I also know <laughs> you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up or when I'm sitting at my dress recording the podcast because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them. Tecovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women handmade from the most premium leathers. 
And if you dream of being cowgirls like us, or you're already Western to your core, Tecovis is the perfect brand to start with because they believe in Western for all. They don't only offer their handmade boots, but all sorts of head-to-toe Western staples. Perfect jeans to go with your boots, pearl snaps, bandanas, and cowboy hats. You name it, and they'll get you outfitted. And if you can't make it into a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. So visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tecovis has said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tecovis.com. Just use the code Gilmore at checkout. That's G-I-L-M-O-R-E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so they're always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis. Only at tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. To that effect, I think that I could have gotten on board with her feeling that way and being like, he's my dean. If, like, when we go into season five, she has a little bit more remorse, as you said, for having done it. Because, like, she's yelling at her mom, like, you ruined this for me. It's like, mm, no. she's never been more of a teenager than right in that moment. Yeah. But, like, I don't watch this episode a lot. I usually skip from the end of four straight into Logan Huntsberger, um, of course, and of course. episode three. So I don't really remember the whole extent of her conversation with Lane, but I remember Lane and her having a conversation that is not really like, you did something wrong. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm trying to go with not that. Not at all. It's like, yeah, no, Lane like, very Lane much like, does not say like, doesn't he have a wife? Isn't he yeah. married? What were you thinking? I kind of needed all of the people around her to be like, uh, he's, I understand. I understand your history, but like, Rory, that was someone's husband and it wasn't yours. Can we zoom out a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I think I needed her to be like, because she was angry at Lorelai when she left for Europe and like they saw it her off at the airport i think mm-hmm. i might i might be conflating two scenes but i think that that's what i think that's what happens in episode one when she leaves yeah um, no for sure i just feel like i wish she would have been angry because she understood mm. that what she did was wrong because i think to some degree she writes that letter yeah i was and, like, gonna it say comes i think back. she does because like being upset with her mom for ruining this for her quote-unquote entails that she realizes that like what she did was not okay <laughs> You know, yeah, she's just in a little bit of denial about it. Yeah, it seems like she's still in that place of denial and like never fully is like, e, yeah, I helped ruin a marriage. Mm. Like that's not that you didn't cheat on a test. You didn't help someone cheat on a test at Chilton. Yeah. Now they have to get the law involved to separate themselves. Like, yeah, <laughs> Rory. I know. So I think that I think that it's more so that like she doesn't face enough consequences mm-hmm. and I would like her to. Well, I think it would be more exciting for us to see her 
face more consequences. It's not that she's an uninteresting character, but it's like when you pull out of like, because I know a lot of people have said that we talk about her boyfriends too much, Mm -hmm. um, as does Amy Sherman Palladino. She thinks that the boyfriends are too focused on. But when you look at Rory's character from like season one to up until this point, really, it's like she's just a very studious girl who Mm -hmm. like doesn't have like a ton of conflict with people. She is Paris, Mm -hmm. but it's more of like, by herself and then if you look at Lorelai by herself Lorelai is a much more interesting character whereas with Rory she really is only interesting in response to people yeah whereas Lorelai is like the people around her interesting in response to her if that makes sense no that's completely true so I think that like having this like moment where like we're getting to see what she feels about something and it's like she's reactive to it I think I would have liked more of that and that's why I kind of like her in the later seasons because she becomes more interesting and like the catalyst for a lot more problems and rather than things like happening to her yeah she becomes more of her own entity yeah it never completely goes away because like the show is called Gilmore Girls yeah (laughs) it's like the same problem (laughs) it's like the same problem that I have with um when Jess tells her to write a book, mm. things don't come very intrinsically from her. Mm. And I think that that is the difference between her and Lorelai. And mm. that's why I think Lorelai's the main character. Me too. Is because she has this sense of like character that's written that is very distinctly different from Rory. And so it's almost like, yeah, there's a lot to Rory that's by herself, but it's almost like dull. Like yeah. I, I'm sure a lot of people will disagree with that. Yeah, but it's like when you look okay. at her on her own... I just feel like she's um she's not as interesting. Like you yeah. have to put her up against these people yeah, for in order real. to like pull it out of her. Yeah, and that's why she's more exciting to watch as she unravels in yeah. the later seasons. And interestingly, like I kind of get back on board with her as a character in season five. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, okay, all right. You're starting to like kind of come out of your shell a little bit. Yeah. And And that's okay that it took her from like, you know, the beginning to the end of season four, beginning of season five to kind of start to climb out of that shell. And I think she needed to get back together with Dean to do so. But where she loses me again is when she drops out of Yale. And it's not because she decides to drop out of Yale. It's because of the way she treats her mom. Oh, yeah. Because I, I will, I will admit I do like her getting back together with Dean because like at the end of four, when she like has to drop out of that class because things are going wrong. Yeah. I like that her instinct with like, oh my God, Like, what I know and what, like, makes sense to me is kind of unraveling. So I'm going to go back to the last thing that made sense, which was this boyfriend, Dean, which is very stable. For sure. No, it's a very interesting story. It's just so uncomfortable to watch because you're just like, oh, we've already been here. So, like, I feel like a change that might, some people might feel like it is bad or good is, like, the it's your choice ace, like, Mm. speech from Logan. Because I feel like that hits her really hard. And then I also fall off with her because of the way that she treats her mom. That's what really gets me because people are like, oh, when Rory dropped out of Yale, she really lost herself. That's okay to lose yourself. I mean, I I think I've shared this on pod that I changed my major. I think you've shared this as well. Um, I changed my major three times in college before landing back with theater. And sometimes that's what happens. You lose yourself for a second or you got to go out there and like figure out other things to see what doesn't work for you to come back to who you are. Yeah, no, between like sophomore and junior year, I was like trying to like, I was like, should I go to a different school? Should I do something else? Yeah, no, I I was very much in the same place. So like questioning it and also like the burnout. 
I totally, oh. I totally get that, especially 100%. from like a gifted kid who's like just like know nothing but like success. Yeah, and no, that part of it, I actually kind of loved, and yeah. I get why they did it from a narrative perspective. The rift between her and her mom, like it had oh, to happen at yeah. some point. Who says that, Lane? Like you guys have been too close for too long. You were due for a fight. Like you were due for a yeah. Rift. We needed to see it in some capacity. It makes the show more interesting that, like, it's all coming full circle in so many different ways. But, like, to have it come full circle where, like, Rory's running away from Mm. home to her grandparents. Oh, yeah. And we saw glimpses of it in the early seasons. We saw a glimpse of this in PSILA when she runs away to her grandparents. We saw a glimpse of this at the beginning of season five, end of season four, just like we were talking about earlier when you know, Rory is very mad at her mom isn't speaking to her for quote unquote ruining something that she like ruining this big plan she had here. Lorelai is doing it again. The season one plot line has now expanded and Rory has gone to her grandparents. It's a gorgeous storyline. It's just the way that Rory treats her mom is where as a character, I'm just like, how could you do that to her? How could you do that to her? She's been in your corner every step of the way even though she holds you accountable for things, like that's not yeah. a reason to now turn your back on her in the worst way you possibly could. By undermining her, by going to your grandparents who you know that she has a, like, you know, a rocky relationship with, not so much a bad relationship with as she did at the beginning of the series, but like yeah. you're about to literally break your mother's heart because you're being selfish and you don't want to be held accountable. Ugh. Do you think that that is a little bit Lorelai of her? It is. and And I don't, think that Lorelai is completely blameless in that situation because Lorelai was like you're going back to school you're going to Yale you're not dropping out of Yale it was almost like there were two like it was too much yeah in the other direction like she was too hard on her um my mom you know who honestly I would have expected to be more like Lorelai and be like no you're not dropping out of the theater department my mom was very much just like hey you do what you got to do yeah you figure it out. Well, that's kind of where Lorelai was headed at first. She was like, that's what college is for. And Rory like, that's not what Yale is for. Are you paying for it? Like, it became this, like, um, this conversation between two friends mm. rather than, like, you know, but a moment where Lorelai, the friend, gets to play the mom card because she's the mom. Um, and I think that that's – that really is, like, the, this situation is, like, the toxicity of their relationship kind mm. of coming to the surface. Yeah. That, like – Lorelai is like really laying her foot down with her friend yeah. in a way that like is just really hard when yeah. you're Rory because like it was summer break like it was summer break you just needed to give her like a little romance novel a Dr. Pepper and a nap mm-hmm. give her give her some time say that's fine Rory you can drop out of school we'll, we'll revisit this next week after you've had some sleep yeah and like you know I think she would have been fine if someone would have just taken her seriously for sure but that's an entirely different conversation but like yeah, ultimately, at the end of the day, that I lose her a little bit, but not not completely. <laughs> yeah, no. I I think it was necessary for her character development because no one wants to be forced into doing something. No. I mean, it, they're, it, they're not going to be wholeheartedly in it if they don't want to be there. And she did not at the time want to be there. I think it's just watching the way that she kind of like that, that residually impacted everybody around her. And she was just kind of like, well... <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do, I think, is where I lost her the second time. And then yeah. in the revival, which is a whole different kettle of fish. 
Yeah, there's there's so there's so many things there that just like it feels like it's like the same Rory, but like we expected a different Rory, so we look at her differently because she is Lorelai's age when the pilot started. So it's like we expected her to have gained some sense of self mm. knowledge mm-hmm. that was a little different, mm-hmm. um, but it was more of the same. Um, can I actually amend something that I said earlier, please? I think I would like to change the way that I broke up Rory. Okay. I think it, I think there's Chilton Rory, and then I think there's first Yale Rory. I agree. Like, I think season four Rory stands on her own, uh, sprinkled yeah. in with the beginning of five. I think it is then It's Your Choice Rory, which is bookended when Logan walks out of the bar in six. Like, I think that from the time that she, like, kind of ends things with Dean, like, at, after that, like, speech from Logan, because when they're in the bar and, uh episode eight and he leaves he says it then too he said do whatever you want it's your choice and i think it's like this like from like beginning of five to like beginning of six sort of like encompassing rory where it's like she was given this like sentiment of like it's your choice and so she could kind of like you know we started to see a new rory who was like kind of like testing her boundaries Mm. And then she very clearly lost them and didn't know how to handle that mm. until it's kind of like bookended again with do whatever you want, it's your choice, which kind of hits differently. And she goes back to Yale mm-hmm. and it's like Yale really 2.0. And then we kind of get Rory from season seven, who's a little even more dull than Rory was, if you could make her that way. And then we have revival Rory. Interesting. That's interesting because I would go so far as to breaking that, like, it's your choice Rory down further because I feel like, I don't know, it's hard to say because children Rory is not the same person throughout, yet we kind of put her in a box. So that's very interesting that you break her down that way. It also lends perfectly to people who think that Logan ruined her, mm. <laughs> which yeah. I don't think. I think that it's more of like she she got this like sentiment and ran with it and like yeah. didn't know what to do with it. No, I think Logan opened her up to a new world that she otherwise wouldn't have been exposed to. Yeah, he is Aladdin. <laughs> um, th- that is the twist. But no, I, I don't think he ruined her. I think he no. genuinely like exposed her to a world she otherwise wouldn't have known that like her mom shielded her from for a long time. And and not to yeah. say that like being exposed to wealthy people is what did Rory in. It was just someone <laughs> encouraging her to like yeah. come out of her shell, come out of her box. Well, what episode was it where... Lorelai was calling her oh was, there's the rub mm. where we were talking about Lorelai is like encouraging her to do wild crazy things mm-hmm. but then when she's doing like age appropriate college crazy things like you know just getting drunk with her friends and them safely driving her home yeah um she's not into it at all yeah and she's like very judgmental of her doing that yeah um because she's like do that but not in that way yeah or like maybe she really was joking about it and she didn't realize it (laughs) yeah for sure now going back to something you said earlier which is something we've talked about off pod do you think that Rory would have been as interesting a character to watch without her relationships specifically with men I want to say yeah like I want to I really do but like I think that because like we could have Paris and we could have Lane Mm -hmm. um But I just, like I said before, like, I feel like Lorelai, yes. Mm. But, like, I don't quite feel that way with Rory. And I don't know if it's because, like, her interests are just such, like, chill things. Like, 
who wants to sit and watch me read all day? It's almost like we would get like a vlog of Rory Gilmore, mm. like a day in the life of Rory. Yeah. She drinks coffee. She goes to Luke's. She goes to school. She does her homework. Yeah. And it's Which like. There's nothing she, wrong with. No, that sounds like fun. Yeah. But it's just like, it doesn't make for like a good show to watch. Of course. Personally, I think. No, I, think I, that I like, agree. I'm not just, I'm not asking in a way where it's like, <laughs> did men define Rory Gilmore? But is that the reason why we kind were of. invested in her? You know? Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people, like we mentioned before, like you guys talk about the boyfriend so much. It's hard to talk about Rory. Because they're cute. <laughs> well, first of all, they're cuties. <laughs> Second of all, they were really a lot of her conflict. Yeah. You know I love that. Yeah. We know you love the conflict. You're here for the conflict. That's the only reason why I got you on the show. (laughs) No other reason. (laughs) Rory broke her arm and that was because of Jess. Yeah. A lot of what happens with Rory, a lot of what we invest in when it comes to Rory is around her relationships with these guys. And I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing. It's just an interesting observation to make because I don't think we're invested in Lorelai in the same way. We are invested in the relationships that Lorelai has, but I don't know. There's just so much more to yeah. her, I think. Which that might be that might be why people discerning between Chilton and Yale Rory, maybe it's because she has this storyline that like is very clearly outside of her love life yeah. and like a motive where like Lorelai, she wants to open the inn. And so once that gets there at the end of four, she kind of switches. And I know that a lot of people fall off of Lorelai in the later seasons because it does become about Luke. Mm. All of her conflicts are centered with Luke, even though her more interesting conflicts are with her mom, mm-hmm. like Wedding Bell Blues. And then, of course, everyone's favorite Friday Night's All Right for Fighting. Yeah. Whereas Rory, she's trained to get into Harvard. And so, like, we're following that and, like, her love life is kind of, like, twining with it. Mm. Her conflict with Paris, her on and off friend with Paris. And then, of course, Lane. But when she gets into Yale, it's kind of like, now what is she doing? Right. And, like, I really wish they would have, like, I don't know, hit something harder there. Yeah. Is this us critiquing the storyline, maybe? It um, might be, yeah. It, it, it's more of, like, that Rory so badly wanted to be a foreign correspondent, Christiane Amapur. They even brought her in into the later season, like, yeah, in season seven. It's like a send-off. Yeah. But I never felt like, beyond, like, writing for the paper, Rory had, like, a strong, like, desire for her life after college. Yeah. Like, we saw her do the one internship with Mitchum, which, like, we know how that went. Mm. She, like, fought so hard to get that job for the Stanford Equal Gazette, Mm -hmm. and we never saw her there. She didn't do an internship before her senior year. She went to Europe before her sophomore year. And it's like we didn't see her with this drive that we saw her in the early season. Mm. So it's almost like who is she now without the, like, conflicting love interest? And that's almost why it feels like Logan takes the place of that, which I think a lot of people dislike because they liked that Rory with that, like, like, internal drive to like her want to go to harvard but now it just seems like the only thing driving her forward is a love interest mm. yeah so i wonder if that i haven't thought about any of this this is just all coming stream to of consciousness of like yeah yeah well because we wanted this to be kind of the first conversation we had about rory yeah we're all kind of uh, unloading about rory right yeah. now <laughs> and something that we've opened up the floor to is to you guys to submit to us your hot takes about rory your feelings on rory and yeah where this all falls into place so this is like just the tip of the iceberg of conversation about her character yeah. and who she really is outside of her relationships with other people 
And I'm really interested to continue that conversation. Yeah. Because was she a good journalist? Was she like all these things that she wanted to be and Mm. do? Like, did she achieve them? I think we've asked that before, but like, I don't know if I still feel the same about it because like, I'm very interested to hear though hesitant because I know a lot of people hate her, but I I want like a good mix of like people who hate her and people who love her. I love her. Yeah. A lot of people love her and think that she gets too much hate. And I do agree to a certain extent, but I think that it's kind of similar to how I feel about Dean, where like we grew up <laughs> is it? being told like this is the good guy. We also kind of grew up being told like this is the person to aspire to. Roy Gilmore. She's this like very aspirational, not unattainable, but ideal, you know. Almost more of an aesthetic than a person. Yeah. Should we let her be more flawed than people allow her to be? Yeah. Or is she the kind of person that really should be zeroed in on once she's flawed? Like, is that where she becomes more interesting, less this like unattainable ideal? She's not like other girls kind of girl. I would like to know where other people break her down and like delineate between the different Rory's or if you just accept her as one person who just evolves yeah (laughs) and interestingly we opened that floor up on our instagram for people to submit their hot takes we encouraged people to call on the voicemail so our gilmore to consider episode on thursday is going to be fielding hot takes about rory gilmore hot takes are just general opinions but speaking of rory next tuesday we actually talked a fair amount about rory with maya and hunter two Mm -hmm. content creators a husband and wife and i have to say One of my favorite episodes. Gorgeous no notes. Like, they are amazing. (laughs) I love the two of them so much. We're going to have them back on just because the conversation with the both of them was just so great. So good. And as we've mentioned before, Hunter has not seen all of Gilmore Girls yet. So we only talk about Rory, interestingly, because we kind of broke her down today in a, in a, you know, very specific way. He's only seen like up to middle of season five. He just watched the kiss at the end of So Good Talk. So... We're really excited to have them back on. We asked about predictions that he has for where the show is going, where the stories are going. Yeah. Yeah, we have a really good conversation. I think you guys will love it. And we'll have more to say on that next episode. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.